a white refrigerator. Girl, please put your shoes on. Let's go find you a home, honey. Ooh. Because I swear they tried to kill your famous, your favorite bitch. And Tana always like, my man, my man, my man, my man. Bitch, your man left you for the hell. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. It's getting weird. You're listening to the Y'all Aren't Mad Enough About podcast with Antonio and Chai. Hi, friend. Hey, what's up? How are you? (laughs) I'm good. Um... I'm a little nervous now because my edible just hit. I took it at noon. All right, so this is going to be an interesting episode. <laughs> so I can relax for my um, lash appointment, you know, because you have to be there like sitting still for like an hour and a half. And I just don't sit still. So I took it early. So I was like, all right, let me get ready for it. And then it didn't hit the whole time I did my lashes and it waited till now to hit. So the unreliability of edibles. The unreliability. Well, we got out of work a little early um, and I went into a rabbit hole about animals participating in gay sex. I don't know why that was just so interesting for me. Like it put me right in. I was like, giraffes be what? And swans do this? Oh, I was like, the gays really just a mess everywhere and I love it. (laughs) So um, I had a missed call from Antonio and then I call him back and the first thing he says is, did you know all these animals were gay? What? There's so many species though. I was like, oh, so this really is actually just consistent with nature. (laughs) I love it. And he's like, did you know? And I'm like, yeah, I think that that's something I knew. I think that like people have talked about that. As a, a reason, yeah. you know, when it comes down to when people are like, oh, um, uh, this content is gonna, this this show is gonna indoctrinate my child into being gay or whatever. And then people are like, um, so what content, what were the animals watching? What okay. was the dra- dra- giraffes watching? <laughs> what were those lions watching? It's just a natural occurring thing. But I think it's like the animals. I'm like, dang, so all this footage of lions, all these documentaries I've seen of lions, and ain't none of y'all mentioned the homos. The homo, the homo erasure, I can't. Okay, so there was um, a period of time when I would get stoned and watch National Geographic. And I, now that you say it, that's how I know it. Because they do talk about it. Okay. Because there's one show, oh my God, Meerkat Manor. Mm-hmm. Is that what it was called? Where he would be like, and now you can see the feline um, is being topped by the, you know, and he's now <laughs> topping the other man and the male species. Uh, like, <laughs> and I remember, like, you'd be very dramatic about it. So that had me in a loop. I was like, dang, giraffes, 90% of all uh, gir- giraffe sex acts that people see just be them with men. Two men, giraffe. <laughs> I'm like, the gays just be out here being gay. I love it. <laughs> I wonder if anybody's asked them how they feel about Renaissance. <laughs> they really living it up right now. <laughs> Somebody go play some giraffes renaissance right now. They're gonna start voguing. <laughs> I cannot. 
Oh my God, it's too good. Speak, speaking of sexual acts, or maybe anti-sexual acts, or maybe homophobia, let's talk about Kresha. Okay, so we have that. I wanted to talk about the clip um, from Carisha Please with Megan, where, you know, she does say that she's bisexual, because I saw a lot of pushback online about people being like, uh, how could she say she's bisexual, but she was homophobic, and, you know. Yeah. And, you know, this is a complicated issue for me, because um, I think we feel the same way about it. Yeah, but let's let's read the tweet that people are talking about, um, or kind of the, the context. It was a tweet with Carisha essentially saying, um, if I see any gay shit in my son, I'm gonna beat it out of him. Very, uh, who else was saying this? Uh, Kevin Hart is. Kevin Hart, right. Yeah, um, it's kind of the same thing back in 2013, I think is when it came yeah, out. Yeah, so I remember January this. 28 of 2013 was the tweet. Mm-hmm. But I do remember then when it was posted on the Shade Room um, later on, and it doesn't have a date for this, but when it was posted on the Shade Room much later, like when it resurfaced, she wrote back and said, um, I didn't dis gaze. Me personally, I wouldn't want my son to be gay. I don't know what's so disappointing about that. Mm-hmm. Like, couldn't understand why what she said was problematic. Yeah. Okay. Which is yeah. like kind of doubling down. And like, I do remember that and being very uncomfortable. No, I remember this. I remember. And we talked about it. At, yeah. About it. Um, I and mean, then, probably I mean, one of our earliest conversations where I was like, oh, God, he gets it, um, is I think you said, I just don't think that Carisha's homophobic, like hanging out with Santana, like homophobic people. And, and and you made the point to be like, I know that it doesn't matter. Like, you can't be like, oh, I'm not racist. I have a black friend. But yeah. it's different in this specific case. I also was, was empathized with the fact that she is someone from the South and like, they don't you've got to let people come to the conclusions at the time, like you pull them through, but people start somewhere and you can just kind of read that, like it ain't hate in her heart. She just really was kind of raised this way. And like, we need to kind of like teach her the problematicness of it, which I think she has kind of probably understood now. Yeah, I think so too. And I think she did offer a a full, a good, I'll just read the apology. So um, she wrote to everyone I may have offended. I apologize. We are all one. We are all equal. I love everybody. Let's move on. I'm older and wiser. Now let's focus on the future and leave the past behind. Thank you. The I don't remember how the apology that Carisha gave was received. Do you? Yeah. I don't I don't know, but I will say my honest opinion about this is I just don't be pressed about them because SZA got into the same kind of issue where like some of her old tweets had resurfaced. I will say Carisha had doubled down in 2016. Okay. So it was a little more recent. Yeah. But look, what she said was problematic at the time. I can't say what's in that girl's heart. I don't know. I do think she probably does not have, I just find it hard to believe Santana is your best friend and then you have these extremely deeply rooted homophobic ideas. Right. It's also like, let's be honest about it. Like, it's like, internalized homophobia is real. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I give a lot of grace specifically to like a lot of, especially like the reality stars and famous people who come from Miami. Mm-hmm. Right. Because first off it is, um, it's my home. And I know 
Harisha's an open locker girl. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it is very much, I'm not going to hold her to the same standard that I'm, like, that we hold. I don't, I don't like the dredging up of, of 10 year old things. Like, I think in this context, it was fine because you did say you were bisexual. Well, let's talk about the fact that you never apologized for uh, the comment you said about having a bisexual son. If you, if you have, I can believe that in 10 years you have grown. I think sometimes social media that makes it seem like people cannot. And I think that shit is so fucking weird. Weird. Or someone will like, be like, oh, well, he said it 10 years ago, but that don't like, oh, yes, because people just do not change in 10 years. Right. It's a lot of like the, I will say I enjoy like a lot of the, um, this you. Sometimes, yes, I agree. I think right? that is worthy. <laughs> But Sometimes you just then come around and be like, I'm sorry about this thing I did. And if someone tells me they're sorry, I'm sorry, I'm just going to have to take it. Like, I don't know that person's heart. Like, I'm right. not going to sit around trying to dissect whether it was an honest apology. I think that's really weird. They right. said that was their past. They learned. I'm sorry. And to me, I'm done with the case. I don't need to keep reopening it um, unless they show me otherwise. And I feel like sometimes on Twitter, they don't. Like, Carisha will probably say something in two months. Right. Uh, you know, and they'll be like, what ain't this you at this she didn't already apologize you know what i'm saying that people will just keep going with it right 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 it's so stupid to like right um so for the rest of it like i will say like you gotta check out carisha please it's good like it's genuinely so entertaining and it's Mm -hmm. like carisha's just it's she's very natural it is a very like free-flowing conversation i will say especially that i loved the interview with megan because i felt like you're seeing like megan's got like a bit of media training you know like she's very oh, very yes very or it's also it doesn't she have a broadcast journalism degree that's what she studied right i thought she studied um public ad- administration maybe okay maybe i made that up yeah okay but I do see, like, you see that she's smart. I see that she's calculated. I really enjoyed the way she was asking questions and, like, being coy but still giving tea. Like, she addressed, like, Nicki Minaj, the beef with Nicki. Oh, okay. But not saying names, but she was very much like, so, Carisha, like, how would you feel if you had a friend? And, um, you know, like, not uh, somebody not wanting you to fuck with someone that they're, because they're upset with them or they're fighting with them you know and Carisha was like nah but if, if it's NJT like it's done and Carisha was like no no no. but what if you're not really really cool with them I mean Megan was like and mm-hmm. I think Car- Carisha caught on that she's like oh you're talking about Nikki because remember Nikki like really spiraled when she did that song with Cardi which is weird Nikki's a loser I, I, she's a loser like I'm sorry it's it's you <laughs> At some point, this is this is what some people never understand. You know the type of because these are kind of Nikki fans. This is the type of people they are. You know, you like in school, and like I moved schools a few times, and there was always a girl who was constantly like, I, I, "I'm not here for the drama. I'm not here for the drama. I'm not here for the drama." No, no, no. See, people always, all these people got drama, and like she was just constantly in drama, but no one else was in drama. But she kept, yep. kept telling people that she yep. don't like drama, was constantly in drama. And or talking point, about she had haters. Yeah, exactly. I got haters, haters, haters. The ops trying to get me. The problem with those people is like they never realize that like you are the problem since they actually that that chaotic situation, life that you live is your own consequences and no one else experiences it because you create everything. That is like how Nikki's beef are. 
I, I'm like, at some point, sis, everyone can't be trying to derail you and take right, you. right. Like, it's you. It's you are the problem. How you? I will say the best thing Cardi B did when she got on this is she just would collaborate with every female rapper. Like no right. one ever had beef with her. Like she saw a new artist coming up, she collaborated with them. Like it, and just kept doing it. And then Nikki would constantly be having beefs. I'm like, sis, you don't look good. Yeah, and it sucks because like the Nikki thing breaks my heart because I will say like I I loved Nikki. Yes. Right. I like would... I loved her. Like me and my friend Nick, like we would be screaming in the car. Me, Nick, and Jessica, like you know, after like just screaming in the car, Nikki lyrics. Like I loved her, and then she just, ugh, just turned into such a loser. And actually, like I don't even want to say like she's just lame, right? Like. Let's be honest about her. Nikki is like a nefarious character. I feel like she doesn't get enough shit about the fact that she was over there trying to bribe her husband's rape victim with a meet and greet. Yeah. Like, yeah. Trying to intimidate that lady, threatening that lady. That's crazy. So, so when I saw the beef between her and Megan, I was like, I didn't even really go into it because I was like, I guess it's about her her co-sign with Cardi, which she is too old to be caring about. Like, like you you not liking a person, don't got nothing, to, so I can't work with them. That That's nonsense. Right. That is just, like, it, it's just nonsense, girl. Um. So, okay, I'll check out Carisha's thing then. Because there's like also a really her. good one with her and Santana. I, okay, I'll watch it. I um. Megan was actually just on She-Hulk. Yes, okay. Uh, she was like, First, are you watching She-Hulk? I don't know. I guess I should since the far right hates it so damn much. It's only three. It's only three episodes in, I think. Okay, they hate it. They 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 have been on TikTok, baby. I'm telling you, TikTok is the way you get you get like pulled into extremism because I am not even extremist. They keep telling me like I know everything that they are talking about. They yeah. hate she hawk with their whole chest. Okay, I don't even. I have to restart my TikTok because you fucked up my algorithm. <laughs> you sending me all this manosphere weirdo anti-vax shit and then now my algorithm has started popping up with it and i had curated that thing okay i was seeing nothing but mommy hacks and black feminists like that's all i was really seeing it was a very like the lives are crazy like i want to tell tiktok i do not want to see no lives i just have to block every live at this point they are so bad and they just be repeating the same topic over and over and over and over but, I get those lives too when before my whole thing used to just I've never seen a live that wasn't tarot cards before. Well, now they <laughs> they they on there talking about she hulk They they is so upset about the damn show. And I mean what are they what saying? It, it so what it is, it's the manosphere. Is people they feel like it's a pro feminist show. And people have been mm-hmm. saying this like latest phase of the MCU has been getting a lot of criticism because people are like it's too woke or political. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you had the new Captain America is Black. It's Anthony Mackie. Yeah. And I guess they've been having episodes about race in there. People don't like that. There's a, I, people perceive the scene that, from what it was broken down to me, wasn't that where, like, she said, you know, I, I, I'm better at controlling my emotions. Because you know that's what the Hulk is all about, controlling your yeah. emotions. I'm better at controlling my emotions because, you know, I have to do this all the time, you know. And, no, and that I, was kind of like, you know, shit, I watch it. Like, I love it. Like, I'm not even joking. Okay. Like, I love it because it's a perfect, um, Campsie's bedtime changed. You know, she's an 830 girl now. Okay. So the seven. <laughs> so now, like, I, you know what I mean? Like, that seven was already, that's my TV time. And this is like a show that I can watch with her. 
that okay, doesn't okay. drive me crazy. Like she truly enjoys it. It's a big green figure, you know, like yeah. she yeah. loves the interlude music and like, it's a show that like, I also likes it too. It's a show we can watch as a family and it's good. Like, especially if you're someone who likes like law procedurals. Okay. Right. Cause it's still a law show, you know, like she's still dealing with yeah. cases. It still gives you, it's, I really enjoy it. Yeah, I think, and it, and I really enjoy it now that I'm like, oh, it's so good, and it's making people mad. Yeah, it's making people very upset, and I'm I like, like that. there's no way a show, a show. I mean, you have to be embarrassed to be this upset about about a a, a show about comic books. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You gotta you got you gotta be really embarrassed. Then there are whole ass things going on outside. Like you got a lot of piss. <laughs> but look at it like um. But they, so you can just turn off. But this is where I'm like, okay. Like, remember when Megan Kelly lost her damn job behind being obsessed with, like, so angry that people would dare to have a Black Sienna? A fictitious character? Santa's wife? What do you mean? Like, like was so indignant. Like, what? How could he be it's, Black? It's child. Like, I'm like, girl, like, is that serious? Santa's not real. Like, he is made up. He is fake. Girl. It's that says so much about why you can't even imagine in a fake universe. It's fake. Also, so how completely self-centered and myopic are your viewpoints that a like a fictitious character that yeah, it's depicted, but in a lot of households, people's parents dress up as Santa. People in the community dress up as Santa, right? Like if you go to a black mall, yeah, Santa's black. Be a black he's black, right? So this idea that like it's blasphemous <laughs> is yeah. so outlandish. It's so stupid because it's like for so long we have to we watch them. We have to yeah. see like we watch all these characters that have nothing to do with us, right? Like we don't yeah. get to see ourselves in these shows. And the one time that there's like a, anything that's not white, you're like furious. It's weird. And I think that's that's the issue everyone's having. She's she Hulk. It seems to be something that isn't catered to their fanboy base of her being strong and over sexualized. And oh fucking well, like, and it's like then go watch another TV show. Like it's not that like you are not being forced to watch this. Just stop watching it. Like and it also I love 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 introducing Megan. Now that you've given me the context of their anger. Right, because yeah. it is that manosphere that is so yeah. hates Megan, right? Yeah. And like introducing her in the show now is just, it's amazing. And they were like, well, I'm gonna stop watching. And I wanted to become like, okay, then stop. Like, no one cares. Okay. <laughs> like, of all, it's like MCU has so many things you can watch. If you don't wanna watch it, so just stop watching it. Like, don't, like, it's okay. <laughs> People can't just not like things quietly. Right, it's also like very weird that um, like people I had posted the like the clip with Megan and she Hulk twerking, mm-hmm. right? And like I had previously I had said something about like um, and then I took it down because I got so much comments and I didn't want to deal with it. Yeah, where people I was like, oh my god, I love the show and I'm so glad I have Megan on it. I love watching the show with my daughter and then people be like, you're okay with her seeing twerking? You're okay with her seeing and yeah. I am. I'm okay with her seeing twerking. It's just dancing, guys. It's just dancing, okay? Like, dancing is just 
dancing. Like I'm a hundred. It's just we have put more onto things than what they are. It is just dancing. It is a dance move. Like the crip walk is a dance move. That is it. I mean, it you've is- over sexualized butts, so therefore it is a sexual thing now. But a butt is just a muscle, like your hamstrings or your bicep is a muscle. It is just moving. Right, and she is not seeing the same thing that you are seeing. Right, the way that you're, I, you're perceiving yeah. it. She's not seeing it that way. She is seeing a green creature yeah. dancing with a pretty black girl. That's with it. A nice outfit. And she is geeked. So excited. Yeah. Especially because, like, um, my daughter's obsessed with being strong. Mm. Like, Kamsi's mm. obsessed with being strong. Like, she's like, like her and like, I always flex it in front of the mirror, and she's, like, obsessed with it. <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah, like, in Kanto, um, her favorite song, like, I know everyone's thing is, like, we don't talk about Bruno, but hers is um, Surface Pressure, and it's, like, I'm the strong one. I'm not. And she's, like, doing yeah. it. She loves it. So it's perfect. Like, she hopes a perfect show because it's, like... <laughs> yeah. That's great. He gets to have a superhero, and I'm thinking, like, That'll probably be her Halloween costume. So now I can be oh, Megan. Good. Oh my god, I that'll found something. Fun. Okay. Perfect. I'm jealous because I have not found something. But that'll be Oh my cute. god, I let me let me write it down before I forget. Please do not let me forget. You know, this is the time of year when like yeah. you know, all the I'm good ideas I've had all year, I've lost them. <laughs> but yeah, gotta watch Croatia, please. The episode with Santana, like amazing. We've gone on, on such a tangent. Can we? Okay, let's bring it down a little bit and let's just get into the Tiffany Haddish thing and uh, Aries Spears is weird ass. I'm really like, I mean, I was, I'm not a huge fan of Tiffany. Like, she's fine. And, you know, I'm always going to support someone who um, a Black woman succeed in. But I'm so disgusted by it. It's so gross. No, it's, um, she's canceled. For, um, so for anyone who doesn't know, um, Tiffany Haddish and Ari Spears have been accused. I mean, there's the footage. I'm pretty sure it's out. It's, a, um, it's yeah. We're gonna use allegedly because that's what it's used. But yeah. like the skit exists. Okay. Yeah. Mol- molesting uh, a boy and a girl under the age of like one was 14, the other was seven. Seven. Yes. So they did this for a funnier die skit, right? Yeah. Um where it was like i think called through the eyes of the pedophile through eyes of the pedophile that was one of the scenes yeah yes where he gets into the tub with a seven-year-old boy yeah and he's supposed to rub him and then um the court filings say that tiffany that this is the part that's not part of the skit so we don't have footage of this but tiffany comes in and um coaxes them into doing it Telling them that they need to do it. They're saying that they're uncomfortable. And she's like, no, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, basically. Skit. Yeah. Um, another skit and with that, So she's be, that's basically grooving. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other skit involving the girl was her eating a sandwich. And they were like telling her to do it in a sexual. To, they were telling her to reenact a scene that she was seeing where a man and a woman were eating a sandwich and, and moaning in a very sexual nature Ugh. about the sandwich. And then they were told to do that. So out of yes, line, so out of pocket, and I cannot. So I don't know how two adults together thought that that was okay. 
Do you get what I'm saying? It, it's the fact that there is two people. And this is why I say I don't like Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. Okay, so for me, I had tweeted about, I was like, oh, I knew that Tiffany Haddish, Tiffany Haddish was like a sinister bitch when I read her book. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, I like comedy. She's a black woman in comedy. I was excited. And I love a celebrity memoir. Reading her book, and I was just getting very uncomfortable. I was like, I can't believe the things that she put. And I'm not even one of those people who are like um, respectability politics, where I was like, mm. I can't, I can't believe these things that she put in print in front of for white people to read. I'll just be honest, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. The tone of the book just made me so incredibly uncomfortable because mm-hmm. it was just like every. She basically, I wanted to like try to revisit it before I got on the podcast. I forgot, but. Basically, she attributed like everything positive in the book to being white and everything mm. negative to being black, right? Mm-hmm. It would be like, oh, my credit score's good now. Like, I'm white. Uh, I can read now, like the whites, like that type of bullshit that she was mm. doing on the show. And then I find out, and I'm like, I'm concerned about the fact that I was like, I can't believe she wrote, had this for white people to be able to read. And then mm. I find out she had a whole ass white man, Tucker Max who I don't know if you're familiar with Tucker Max, are you? Um, so he is the manosphere before the manosphere, right? Mm. The original, original, like, indoctrinators into, like, um, basically, like, he walks so pickup artists can run. Okay, okay. Right, so I remember the book, I uh, Hope They Serve Beer in Hell, mm-hmm. right? This is part of, like, my sexual awakening right is reading this book it was like a book that everyone was reading at the time i think we were in middle school when it came out like we were all reading this book and it's basically like him you know a white guy a white frat guy having casual sex with a bunch of girls so you already know like the tone the massage yeah. like the way that like the book is written and now he's like a uh, super all right um he's a texas farmer mm. Mm. right and Tiffany um, had a date to him. No, didn't date him. She, he was the ghostwriter for the book. Oh. Yes. So that's what made me so uncomfortable because already the tone of the book felt like it was gross. It felt very much like performative blackness mm-hmm. in a way. And then to find out that he wrote it, right? It, it was like finding out that Pootie Tang, right, was written by Louis C.K., yeah you know and you're just like whoa right like something that you enjoy takes on a totally different light yeah whereas like i didn't necessarily enjoy i I enjoyed some of the book like there's some really good stories like she 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 was married early she's um she's honest about like abuse situations she's been in i like the way she talks about like growing in comedy like so i did enjoy the book but there's just those certain things that i didn't like and then finding out that a white man wrote this book for her it's very uncomfortable yeah and then this and the that allegations are too much so yeah she's canceled i'm embarrassed yeah I, i'm my first thought was those kids and then i was like oh, fox news is gonna run us to the ground with this story okay so can we um because, okay, the Aries Spears thing of it all is so, um, you know, because he just had the Lizzo situation. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, is it, be, like, you know what I mean? Like, what are the chances? Like, you're attacking Lizzo. Karma, karma be coming back quick. Too fast. Like, sometimes I, they get them right. 
I said, what'd you say? Boo, boo, boo. How do I know we're at the end of the world, right? Because I feel like I'm seeing swift ramifications. I'm like, oh, God, it's a wrap on this earth shit. <laughs> <laughs> he said, it's almost out, but let me get him real quick. Wow. <laughs> you were saying what? Wow, wow, wow. Like, it's very much been giving, um, you're watching a movie and then you look at the time and you're like, there's 15 minutes left. And yes. there's, still 20, there's, still, there's still 25 plot lines that haven't been resolved. Yeah, they haven't reached the climax, so oh, everyone's going to die. Right, and it's just like, what Everybody's going to die. That's what it feels like right now. Like, the White House was clapping back at, like, the student loan things. Like, we're in a, like, we're in the end times, Okay. <laughs> Shit has gotten weird. The storylines are too on the nose. They're cheap. They're cheesy. And they're like, immediate. <laughs> the season about to get canceled. <laughs> I think the aliens, the aliens, the game, they're like, we ain't, we ain't watch this. No, we're not interested. <laughs> like, I always think about um, what does the final season of Grey's Anatomy look like? Mm-hmm. Because it's been on since I was like 10. Yeah. <laughs> like... And I think about, I'm like, br- like the way that they're going to have to just like, blah, 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 like run through it, like <laughs> what's going to happen, you know? <laughs> and that's what, we're in that. We're in the final episode of Grey's Anatomy, so. I can't, but they, but they got Ari Spears' ass out of here. And Tiffany, Tiffany, it's just disgusting. It's really like, wow, that, like predators really be out here. <laughs> and I don't want to get into the, into the, into the far right manosphere of it because that shit be gotten a hold on the black community at this point in time but it is very scary so people did also make a point to um and now i'm like i wanted to look it up how did tiffany feel about bill cosby Hmm. hold on i let um like let me see like because i really am very curious about how she felt about that so i saw a tweet and i couldn't really like i didn't have time to like fact check it where they were like oh i see why they were defending bill cosby so hard Ooh. but i don't know i didn't have time to look at look at it so i was like oh is that real like okay i yeah it's also interesting because this is not um new Right, like it's not new. Funnier Die pulled it from the site a long time ago when it was the issue when the suit was first raised. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's interesting that which I can't even believe that so many hands touched it and they were like, "Yeah, put that up on the website." Yeah, and you know, That's funny, wild. Funnier Die had a chokehold on us at a point. Like they yeah. were the, yeah, they were really popping in that period of time. Like. Yeah. I feel like Obama era, funnier that was it. Yeah, that's like the same time as um as uh BuzzFeed had a whole that was like yeah. the same like time cycle. Right. It was still Facebook, they got it out on Twitter, yeah. Like so so many eyes saw that video. Like it's the same way when you watch like the old Bill Cosby interviews, and you're like, oh, like this was in our face. Like he was not yeah. hiding, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure if you comb through their content, like, you're going to be like, ooh. Yeah. Because if you thought that that skit was okay, like. Yeah, exactly. What other things, what other things were you putting out, you know? So. 
Insane. Um, but Ari Spears was so the other thing Ari Spears got slapped down for, even though this is it pales in comparison to to molesting nah. children. Um, talking shit about Lizzo. Right. And what did Lizzo say at the VMAs? I it was something along the lines of I don't um, clap back, I win or something. Did I make that up? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And she did. She did. Like, Okay, so can I just say something? I am so, 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 so exhausted by the Lizzo shit, right? Like, it sucks because it's even started, and it's not her fault, right? That I have started to, like, roll my eyes every time I see her. Because I I already know that I'm, like, annoyed by what is to come. I don't want to see it, right? Like, I think we talked about this where I was, like, I didn't even look into... um when the slur that Beyonce used and that she used, mm-hmm. well, we said we're just going to use this spaz is a slur. Don't use that. But that Lizzo had just gotten in trouble with it just before Beyonce did. And I was mm-hmm. seeing Lizzo's face all over the place. And I was ignoring the story because I assumed it was something to do with her weight. And I just didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Because they just, every time, that girl literally breathed someone is sending some fat phobic shit to her. Like, she don't got to do anything if someone got something to say. I ain't never seen someone get catch so many strays for no reason. Like, I am so glad, though, that she um she finally stopped doing the content on TikTok where she was doing this thing on TikTok where it was like she was proving a healthy lifestyle and it really, mm-hmm. really irritated me. Like, I hated seeing it where it felt like she was like tap dancing for these people. Like, look at me, I'm exercising. Look at me, I'm exercising. Look at me, I eat healthy, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But it, like, and it, it felt very like, why are you doing this? I don't want to see this. Yeah. You know, like I hated that she felt the need to she be She needed like, to do that. Especially because like, okay, I watched her show, um, Big Girls on Prime. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Super, super cute. Um, Lizzo is in amazing shape. Yeah. Right? Like, in terms of health, like, well, I don't even know, right? Because health is, like, I, it's the barometer. I don't know how you really, yeah. like, on this point. But in terms of, like, I guess that you would call this fitness, like, her breath mm-hmm. control, being able to play the yeah. flute while you're twerking, being able to, like, run around, like. Yeah. No, no. Listen, I've seen Lizzo perform live. The girl be performing. She be dancing. Right. She's her mic is on. She like when I watched her performance, I was like, I have a whole nother thing about Lizzo and what people have to say about her. But I, I watched her performance. I was like, show me a bad Lizzo performance, which is hard for people to do because I'm like, she's never given one. Even if you don't like her music, she's never yeah. given a bad performance. She always sounds good. She's always dancing. She's always giving energy. You bitches just don't like the fact that she's a she's the big girl. Right, because I've never paid attention to Lizzo just because she, I, the extent of like, I love Lizzo in the way that like, I love every black woman that makes people mad. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just how it works. So I'm very much like supportive of her, but like, her music just isn't for me. It's not like my jam. Mm-hmm. I would not, like, I've never really paid attention to her concerts until I watched that show and I'm like, okay, like, this is something I can support Lizzo in is because I do love a docuseries or like, a, you know. Yeah reality show like i just love it um so i did feel like okay this is something i could watch and i was like oh my god like the talent lizzo's amazing like she is truly 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 a a massive talent like i just had no idea and the way that people act like she is um eating mayonnaise all day 
we're talking yeah. about her health and like she, how she's gonna drop dead and it's very much like we are seeing it like people don't learn from like the little pieces of like what's the guy who um was on that show fat whatever bobby died of the heart attack super in shape not died but had a heart attack mm-hmm. I don't, that I don't... Fit, like you know the fact that he was like screaming in those people's faces on that show the biggest loser screaming uh... in their faces about how like they're so fat and you're gonna have a heart attack and then he the most fit guy had a heart attack right mm-hmm. like you know it's a little bit more complicated than just like body fat and how your body looks like yeah and people refuse to see that right like obesity they're like, oh they're big also none of those tests like legally um but so i, I have to have a, a sleep apnea surgery mm. just because i'm like i just have, I have sleep apnea and I, i've known i've had it for a while but i can't do the the mask like come on i'm young and especially like when i first got diagnosed with sleep apnea i was 19 i was like when am i supposed to bring that over to a guy's house like you're in the sleep yeah. apnea machine it was just not possible i ain't gonna lie i did hook up with the guy who needed the machine <laughs> it was like you can stay at night but i gotta sleep apnea so I was, all right <laughs> i clapped them cheeks and went to sleep <laughs> he was <laughs> over here literally fighting for his life with this machine and i was not That's what I think every time I see one because my dad sleep at me, I'm like over there fighting for his life. (laughs) So how okay, so how old was the guy? Oh, he was like maybe 28. Okay, so it like feels very old because my dad sleeps with the machine, he's so familiar, like he's had sleep up, but my dad's old. I cannot do that. Right. And also it's only like 50% effective. Mm. Right. So especially it's like, okay, so. I did my last test and they were like, your heart is stressed the fuck out while you're sleeping, you know? And it's like, I've been on this like journey to just kind of like get healthier. Just like, I want to live long for my kid. Also, I do want to have another kid. So I feel like I need to try to like get my blood pressure. Like I've all of a sudden have blood pressure issues that I never had postpartum. So he then is like, you definitely need to, you have to do something or this is bad. I'm like, okay, well, I can't sleep with that machine. It's just not possible. Mm. What are the other things? And he's like, well, there is this surgery. <laughs> okay, so they implant basically this thing in your collarbone-like area, and then you have to carry around a remote, right? So instead of taking your sleep, like you do have to have it with you, but instead of taking your whole sleep out machine, you just take a remote and you turn it on at, when you go to sleep. And it's internal and it like sends a signal like to your interesting right it doesn't help with snoring per se but it okay. does if you are someone who like you're struggling with oxygen your oxygen level yeah. and your heart stuff like that's and that's like 92 percent effective whereas like the mask one is only 50 percent effective so if anybody out mm-hmm. there has sleep apnea there's a surgery so yeah so i'm finding out that i have to do the surgery and god we went on this tangent what were we talking about how did i get here lizzo lizzo fat phobia Oh, yeah. The point I was trying to make is that then we get it and he's just like, well, technically, you're not eligible for the surgery if you're obese. And I'm like, he's like, so you have to stay. He's like, you lost weight since our last point, but you have to stay at this level. And I'm like, I'm like obese to the level that I can't um, get a surgery. And it was just like him saying those words to me, obese, on there. And I was like, huh? Because um, 
obviously this is a podcast you can't see me but <laughs> not obese right like i'm not naomi campbell over here but by no means yeah am i what you would think would be so big you are ineligible for yeah. surgery <laughs> Right, so, but he's like, well, you could pay, you could get this surgery, but you just, insurance won't cover it. And then I was like, okay, so insurance punishes you for being fat, got it? Yeah. <laughs> got it, right? So then when you turn around and tell people that people who are larger, um, they're at risk for all these other comorbidities and all these things, I'm like, my the wheels in my head started turning. I'm like, is it? which came first, right? Do they need treatments that insurance is refusing to cover because they are overweight yeah. and that's why that they're dying of these things or? Yeah. Right? Because, and then I find out that I'm like, my dad, my dad had heart failure because of his sleep apnea. So wow. my dad's really, and then I realized that I'm like, oh, my dad was like, he's not eligible for the surgery. Insurance will cover it because, and he didn't really like think too much about it. Like he's been sleeping with that thing for a while and he's just like, oh, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. They told him he's ineligible because he's overweight and he was like, all right. But he That's still crazy. He still ultimately ended up having heart failure, you know? And yeah. now I'm just like, is there a lawsuit? Like, what can I do? Because it's feeling like the cons you get me? Yeah. So at the end of the day, what I was saying with the Lizzo shit is like we put a lot on weight things in this country that is very weird. And like the fat phobia is like uh, ultimately, also, it is all rooted in anti-blackness. So when I see black people being fat phobic, I'm very embarrassed for you because it is all rooted in white supremacy, right? Yeah. There's a good book, Fearing the Black Body, yeah. right? That um, talks a lot about how the way in which even BMIs were started as a way for white men to basically control their wives right like we don't want you getting big like those slave women over there with the big butts that they were still sexually attracted to yeah and because they were like raping them and like you know is that getting too trauma just read the book but yeah i just be embarrassed uh, like listening to it because you just sound like a clown right as a black person be like oh like you sound so stupid yeah it's embarrassing um, I mean, it, it also kind of ties again into one of my issues with like the manosphere. It, and I'm hearing this like a lot that I think is so interesting. Uh, is this like, oh, you know, you're going to end up fat and unmarried. And oh, see that Kevin Sanders is like, oh, how much you weigh? Yeah. Oh, ain't no man going to be with one of that fat. And that, that was to me like, not the biggest alarm, but just something that when I was listening to the uh, to to them for the first time, I'm like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. This nigga don't know what you're talking about. Because one thing that they keep trying to convince people to manage here is that like fat people don't end up in relationships or don't end up loved. And it's, just, and stop, it's like I have never, I've girl. never, I've never seen a single person on my 600 pound life who who is not married, who's in, not in a relationship. Like that's what I'm saying. Like that shit is just not true. And I think it's gonna be from Jacksonville, Florida. The, you know the south be big i'm like child they be having tons of kids marrying each other like being fat ain't nothing gonna, gonna keep no man away that's just not real exactly it's just not real and i was like <laughs> they don't know what the fuck that's not real like fat people be getting married <laughs> fat people be having am i am i gonna say fat phobia does not affect their date in life i'm sure it is as in everyone everyone is somebody is not somebody's taste but at the end of the day there are tons of people who like fat people also, yeah, weight, weight is not a constant, right? Like, it's not an identity. Yeah. 
right? Yeah, like, exactly. so you can marry a skinny woman who turns into a big woman. Yes, a hundred percent. And you, you yourself will more than likely also get bigger. Right? <laughs> like, right? My husband has a very different body than the body I married. Like, that's just the reality of life. Yeah. Like, so this idea is, it's just so stupid. It's so stupid. And it's, when you listen to it, it's, you're like, oh, these people make content for children. They make content for children. Because for no children. adult is listening to the, like, children and idiots. Like, if you're an adult yes. listening to that and that clicks for you, yeah. get therapy. Um, but yeah, I mean, every time Lizzo breathes, she, people gonna be on her. But honestly, I liked her last album. I'll, I'll finish with this. I liked her last album. I know Lizzo's music is not for everybody, but I do feel she's a good artist. I I, I realize I have a good crit- critical mind because like I cannot like something and still give it its good mirrors. I'm like Lizzo right. gives y'all what she promises to give you. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But don't come at her because she didn't give you what you want. I'm like she is just like I'm gonna make this music that's very her style, and she delivers it well. And I sometimes like listen to something that's a little more positive. Right, and also I feel very much like she's just. Like, if you want to, like, shit on her, like, shit on her for being kind of, like, corny. She's a little corny. But the thing I'll say, she's also from, like, Minneapolis. And they're kind of humor. You've watched Drag Race. Yeah. I, yeah. They're, very, they're not that serious. I think a lot yeah. of her music is not that serious. It's, right. it's also from where she's from. It is a little corny. I think she would agree with that. I did want to say this one thing before we wrap up on the Lizzo thing is that I opened my Instacart. And Lizzo is doing, like, a, a collab <laughs> and we could do a whole nother episode on the sele- the collab the delivery tech collabs i mean shop lizzo's cart and it's i i just feel like it, it doesn't seem like where she should be going brand wise or is it like or are you doubling down you know like okay. all right like what it just feels very much like what's in her cart um ben and jerry's takis uncrustables is there anything else? Seems to be that's all that's in her cart from Kroger, from my that my Kroger offers. Okay. So um, I guess it's like some snacks. It just felt so weird. I'm like, girl, what is he okay. doing? Why, why are you on Instacart right now? <laughs> okay, she said, yeah, check. Yeah, sure. So I mean, this is more. The next topic is more your line of work because I ain't got no children. Gentle oh. parenting. Yeah, so I I didn't really so much want to get into like gentle parenting per se, but it's like Mm -hmm. I've been seeing a lot of gentle parenting hate. And I think that people don't understand what gentle parenting means. Like every time I see it, like it's very popular when you see a kid, like people record their kids throwing a tantrum Mm -hmm. and then be like, so what you gentle parents got to say to this? Or how would you gentle parent? Like, or anytime there's a response. Like, I did have my, like, um, a tweet, like, go viral about uh, my daughter pulling my pants down in a Panera and exposing my pussy in front of all the bread. <laughs> and a lot of the comments, like, I revisited it. Today, a lot of the comments are just like, what would y'all gentle parents do? Or how is it, how are you supposed to gentle parent your way out of that? And it's like very easily. And I'm like, I don't think that people understand. Um, gentle parenting is just parenting with empathy. Yeah. Right? Giving your children the benefit of the doubt. Like, I don't think Kim was purposely trying to embarrass you. Like, right. what were they like? <laughs> like she, and this is She's the problem. Child, like, again, so. like, her thoughts is my daughter is not even two. 
yet yeah. you know um and at the time like she's 14 she's not like and i don't know because at the same time that people don't give children enough credit when it comes to negative things they give them too much credit it, right is that people are well people a lot of times will be like um again a, a big part of like gentle parenting is like you know giving your child choices mm-hmm. for things you know what i mean being like um so much of like especially there's a great book that i've been reading it's like parenting for black liberation mm-hmm. right and it talks a lot about how like um we parent for the basically we're, our parenting is like very like punitive right because the consequences mm-hmm. of your kid falling out of line are harsh right like your yeah. kid doesn't get to make the same a black child especially black does not get to make the same mistakes that a white child gets to make Mm-hmm. right so you don't get the luxury of like you need to beat your kid into submission so they don't do that in the streets and get themselves killed or in jail you know mm-hmm. what i mean definitely came out of the respectability politics of the 90s right right it's like and also no prior to the and 90s, before that yeah prior to and the 90s that, yeah. right is this idea of like a big rush right is i was reading something about they were talking about in chicago after emmett till right mm-hmm Right, the way black parents were like, you keep your eyes to yourself. You don't even look at a white woman. Yeah. Right. And like, whereas you would have that conversation with your teenager, you start have people start having it with their small children. Yeah. Right. Because you're like, you do not want to lose your kid. Right. And like, so much of the way that we teach parenting is like, you raise your children the way you were raised, and like, you know, yeah. it's passed down. Right. Yeah. And I think that is a recipe we need to lose. Absolutely. You you should not be, and this is how I've always thought, I don't, I don't even have children but of parenting, like when I talk to, like I've talked to my mom about the way she's parent us sometimes, and what I've always said, parenting is a practice. There's no book to this. You should be trying to do your best, and the, the ideal should always be that you, your kids, you're training your kids better than your parents did you. Right. And like this idea that like my I, I'm gonna raise my my kids the way my parents raised. It shows you have no introspection. It shows right. you because I love my mom to death, love my parents to death. There, there are still a list of things I could say. You know what? They could have done better here. Thank you. They could have done better there. Right. right. It doesn't make us them bad people. And I right. think that this is also just come to people's stupidity. People see things as black or white, good or bad. Right. And there's no nuance in it. And if I say I'm gonna raise my parents, my kids better than my parents raised me, then immediately people are gonna come on. Oh, I'm sorry you had bad parents. I never said that. Exactly. Yeah. And also, like, I will be honest. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to say that you had a bad parent. You know? No, it's not. Like my mom makes jokes about her being a bad parent all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And while like I'm not like. I don't think she was a bad parent. She did the best she could, right? Like parents were doing, you are a good parent if you are doing the best you can, best that right? You can. With what you have and resources. Not like if you are the best you can is like intentionally ignoring resources, right? Ignoring, yeah. that's not doing the best you yeah. can, right? Like with yeah. the information that is presented to you and what like you are cognizant yeah. of if you're doing the best you can. But my mom is very much like, now my mom is always looking at me. She's like, you are such a better mom than me, which feels so great to hear, mm-hmm. right? Because it's it's also not true, right? That the fact that my mom's able to see it, I'm like, 
my mom had far less than me, far less resources, way more stress. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But that idea, like, she's at least, and my mom's a boomer, mm-hmm. right? And she's not I mean, like a Nigerian mother, exactly. And she's not dogmatic in her ways and like the ways that they like. My parents be like, "Oh, we fucked up," <laughs> you know. Like I remember, we went on um, we went to on a little like road trip with my parents and Campsy. Like my dad sits me down and my dad is talking to me. And I'm just like, "Oh God, we're getting this." Is like right after Campsy turned one, and the tantrum started to get crazy. You know, I'm just like, I don't even like take her out the house. This is just, you know, and my dad was just like, I mean, just start talking to her. She'll eventually listen. Please, please, please don't ever hit her. And I was like, I was never planning to hear. That was never anything in my agenda, but it was just so crazy to hear my dad who definitely hit us. <laughs> listen, same with me. So, you know, I have a little brother. Who's like, <laughs> yeah. And I remember talking to my mom about something Demonte had done and she was like you know we don't we don't curse at Demonte you know we don't hit him bitch since when <laughs> since when because we was getting beat and she was like oh you know we don't hit Demonte right wow see <laughs> and like and I'm like the growth you've already seen like it's just like and my mom's not like someone who's constantly in the news I always like use my parents and my family member to gauge like we're the common folks like just right. like we're just regular people who unlike me, are not obsessed with news, politics, and constantly reading journals all day. Right. And my mom's like, oh, no, we don't do that no more. No, we don't We don't hit the Monte. She's like, we don't yell at them. We, we don't curse. Like I love it. But and, you, and this is what I'm saying is like, naturally, I feel like we were getting to a place. And I think that like, in this, like, um, what's been going on in this year, we've now made gentle parenting, quote unquote, like, I don't even like calling it gentle parenting because it's not necessarily like particularly gentle. gentle. Just, you know what I mean? Like there are consequences. Like, you know, it's very much like I just try to create natural consequences for my kid. Like you threw something, it's now taken away. Right. Yeah. Like that's part of it is like, yeah. you know, but like it has now become politicized. Right? Oh, absolutely. But it I is, will say the way in which people raise parents has always kind of been this political right, thing. Right, right, right. But you're, you're right. Do you remember, I always laugh at this, this is very silly. Do you remember when when everyone was, well, the right was obsessed with participation trophies? To this day, I still think that is the funniest thing that they were upset about. Yeah. I remember this for a while. They was, it was burning. I remember that. I remember yes. that. That, that. That children were getting, getting awards saying, thank you for finishing the baseball. So it was just burning them. But that is part of it, right? Like that was part of it. That was the natural progression to where we have gotten as a society and like understanding that like, yeah. hey, you know what? Like maybe we don't need to be like, maybe we need to teach kids to enjoy the process, right? Yes. Maybe it doesn't have to be about winning or losing. Maybe we need to like teach kids about, you know, the collective. It's a team and you know, sport. And you know what the right so, said was, and that's why y'all raising those spoiled children. Yep. Yeah. That's why those millennials are so spoiled. Right. They're so entitled because you right. kept giving them participation trophies. Right. I still, to this day, I'm like, y'all were not taking away y'all kids' participation. Like, why are y'all lying? Like, why are you lying? Like, you, so you mean to tell you, your kid who, for sure, because only one person can win the championship. So at least nine or 10 teams did not. So you mean to tell me y'all taking away their participation trophy? No. Your six when, when my kid got his participation trophy, I threw it out the window and I said, you're a fucking loser, kid. No trophies for you. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> when y'all were sitting at the Pizza Hut after the baseball game and your kids, your T-ball game and your kids didn't win, you really took away their job. You didn't even take your kids to, to the to the Pizza Hut, huh? <laughs> you got a game. star. You just went straight home. They, you and, made him walk home. In the corner. <laughs> he had to walk home because he lost. Because how dare his, him and his team just try their best? Like, why were y'all lying? I need answers for that. <laughs> like, and I'm going to be very like, okay, so I remember my mom saying something about Bill O'Reilly, right? Like, and I can't remember what it was. I feel like it might have been this participation trophy thing, but it wasn't, it was, it was something, thing. it was something about wimpy kids. Yeah. Right. And I remember my mom at the time, like my dad was like watching it and like, um, you know, he's a man, right? Maybe he's a little susceptible to whatever, like, <laughs> So I don't know. I can't remember my if my dad was like buying it or not. But my mom was just like, "Oh, they want us to be mean to our kids and treat our kids bad while they're nice to theirs, right?" Mm-hmm. And I was just like, and I like as you were saying it, I thought about the like came up in my memory, and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting, right?" Because you you know those people are not mean. Like they're not treating their they're kids lying. Like They're lying out. They fucking. White people's be telling they they mother shut the fuck up. You think they taking they taking away they damn participation trophy? Like it's just it was the craziest lie. You you gonna convince me that y'all are tough parents? Right. I've seen your kids. Right. Like your kid be throwing temper tantrums. Like you're not taking away nothing from Bobby if it keeping him from quiet crying. Right. It's also very much um. How do I say this? Like you parent for the result you want, right? Yeah. You know, and it's like, first off, like, I wanted to say something about the fact that you had said, you're like, oh, I don't have children. And I hated, 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 because I've had, like, pretty strong opinions about um, parenting since I started therapy, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's just like, at the once you get in therapy, at the crux of it, you're like, oh, I'm this way because of this, the way that I was raised, you know? And you start thinking introspectively. So I've always had opinions on the way that I wanted to do the mom thing, Mm -hmm. right? And I remember when I would have conversations, people would be like, well, you don't know because you're not a mom yet. Wait till that child is yelling at you or wait till she hits you. I'm like, you know what I mean? Or telling me mm-hmm. like, and I'm like, okay, you might not have children, but you were a child. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You have the experience. You yeah. don't need to be a parent to to know how to be empathetic toward, like, towards a child. Yeah. Right? And it's like so much of... um. I don't know. I can't remember the, what I was reading this in and what it's called, but it's like so much of it is this relation. We have this relationship to parents where it's like being so authoritative, right? That it is, I am more important than my child, mm-hmm. right? And that's why people don't think that the experience being the child matters, right? Mm-hmm. Because to them, it's like, it's, oh, it's, I think they call it parental supremacy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's this idea that like, you are more important to your uh, than your child, right? Your feelings supersede theirs. Like, um, you you may not control your emotions, but they need to be in control of in theirs control with their little them. tiny brains, undeveloped brains. You at your big age, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Screaming, cussing, and yelling at your child, mm-hmm. but when they get upset and they throw a little tantrum you're mad at them they need to figure out how to control it which is so stupid and then i'll say on the on the back end also and then what conservatives will also do is right wing people who don't like the gentle parenting they'll like they'll make it seem that and if you as a gentle parent lose it 
or make a mistake or get upset. See, it doesn't work when the reality is like, yeah. no, actually with gentle parenting, I'm not going to always do the right thing. Sometimes right. I may scream and then right. I have to, to collect myself and apologize and be like, listen, like I shouldn't have said that to you, blah, 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 blah. Because again, it is not, you are never going to be a hundred percent perfect all the damn time. Right. Like it's also, there is a, a very, 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 very important lesson in that. Right. Like, yeah. and as I've gotten older, I've seen, you can always tell whose parents never apologized to them. Mm-hmm. You could always tell, right. Yeah. Like if they haven't done the work, right. And they're not like, yeah. But you, you can tell when you meet them, right? Because it is so, like, not only is it, like, yeah, showing respect for your kid, but it's also just modeling good behavior. And show, and reminding your children that you were, you are not perfect, which right. I think is very important, right? right? Like, if your parents can own up to mistakes, then it becomes a lot easier for your children to own up to mistakes. Right. Which right. is an important skill that children should learn that if you make a mistake, it's okay, you can fix it. Don't not fix it for 10 years. Right or not say nothing about it, because that's why a lot of y'all's parents don't fuck with their parents, but right. that's a whole nother thing. Right, and that's part of the thing where, the point of what I was like trying to say earlier was that you have to parent for the outcome you want, right? Mm -hmm. To me, like, and, and everyone, that's different for everyone, right? I don't even necessarily want to judge parents who are in super authoritative parents, right? Yeah. Because I don't know their situation, right? Like, yeah. Keisha and Compton, does not have the privilege of parenting the same way that I have. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. We're two Black women still, if we are, but, like, our situations are not the same. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, if her, if her, if you're in a rougher neighborhood, you have to really, like, keep your kid in line in a different way. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And so this might not be, but, like, my kid has a little bit more room to make those mistakes, especially, like, yeah. she's home with me all day. Yeah. You know? So, like, she just starts feeling like she could have her little feelings. It's not, like, you know... Yeah. Yeah. But I do feel like you have to always think about like what's the outcome I want, and I'm, for me, I'm like mm -hmm. I want kids that aren't like feeling pressure to have to hang out with me when they're getting older. Mm -hmm. When when you know what I mean, like once they're under my out of my, I want them to want to call me. Yeah. You know, I want to mm -hmm. be a safe space for my kid. Yeah. That's my priority, so I'm always gonna make sure that like I'm leading with that or trying my best to right like mm -hmm. yeah i just want to see how pissed i am that like i just see how political people it's fun but it's it, I, I don't want to spend too much time on yeah. it we gotta go but it is it is kind of become one of those how i've been saying the right has has become the umbrella and they've become the umbrella by tackling different social issues yep. and and this is one of them that they're starting to use i think the tool of the black comedian yep you know it's, it's parenting gentle yep. parenting um also you can use food health and coronavirus has become a thing that they've been pulling people into yeah and, and it's that like this idea that rather than um i know that there's sometimes when i'm like being really like patient with my kid which again i had to get on prozac to be able to be the type of parent that i wanted to be right mm -hmm. for years and years and years like i've known i have anxiety and i should get on medication but i just never wanted to do it but the minute i kid i was like All right, i gotta straighten up for this child so now i'm able to be a little bit more patient people will, like mock me for it and be like okay let's see what she's doing when she's like it, it's so stupid like yeah. it's become like a meme yeah um so mm -hmm. i i you do want to get into about... the biden speech 
And and Trump, yeah. child, this Trump rate more of the Trump rate than anything else, but it does tie into Biden's speeches. Like, it, I don't know. Like, I will say he's got he's he's had some wins. Right, Biden's been having some wins. I'm not on his mm-hmm. dick like that. You know, yeah. I have my issues with him. I don't think he's progressive enough. But right. he's going through a thing, and I kind of I don't know if the speech that he gave is gonna fall on fall on good ears. But I think it was important that he kind of was essentially saying like, this this election is you know. It, it, it's a fight for our democracy. And even though I know it's become a political talking point, I will say like, Donald Trump was a threat to this democracy. I don't care what you say, like period, point blank. He is period. like, what his opponents have been pushing towards is close to fascism. I feel like we are, we are not out of the woodwork with them at all. Like mm-hmm. stealing elections is definitely something they want to do. And like, we cannot forget about the fact that we had a whole group of protesters storming the Capitol trying to stop this election, period. And I'm glad that he made the speech, but that is, it's all under the umbrella of Trump, Trump's raid of his place. And like every time information comes out, y'all, we elected a whole dumbass to, to the White House. Like a, right. a whole, like Trump, I will, the worst part about Trump is that he is stupid. Yep. It, it, he is just so stupid. Like this man said, I want it to be clear I did not have those documents just laying on the floor. They, the FBI put them on the floor and took a picture. They're not just sitting on the floor. That is not even the point, sir. At <laughs> that all. is not even what we- the Like, why are you trying to split hairs on that issue? It's, Spe- it's like saying, it's like you in the court, you in the courtroom and someone like saying you murdered your wife. I did murder my wife, but I just wanted to let it be known. I did not clock her in the back of the head actually hit her on the side of the head. I just want that to be clear. That is not the point of the, of the issue. They are not supposed to be there. See, y'all y'all are saying I pistol whipped her and what I did more was like, I kind of just jammed it in her face. You yeah, know? I like, like so. No, it, it's so silly. And Okay, for me, NBC, NBC, you will pay for your crimes because I blame the show The Apprentice. Mm-hmm. Because Donald Trump is a whole ass loser. Yeah. Right? But there is like in this, you see it with Elon Musk, right? Like people yeah. are obsessed with wealth. And like, first off, straight men, they want to suck rich dick so bad. So bad. They want to suck rich dick so bad. It is insane. Like a rich man can tell them anything. It's truly like the way they start twerking the minute there's a wealthy <laughs> nigga in the area. It's embarrassing. And I feel like the way that like that show, obviously, because it's real, it's a reality TV show, it's produced, yeah. right? But propped him up as being rich and also making it seem as if he is so in control and like he intelligent, is a deal maker. And in reality, like that man is an idiot. The, the, the rate is getting, the, the information is getting bad. And the saddest thing about it, I think, I feel like I've talked to you about this before. I feel like when they did that raid, I'm sure the Department of Justice was ready for anything, but I, I, I really do believe in their hearts of hearts. They're like, I hope we can go in here, get this information and leave. And he doesn't say anything. Because... Because this is the problem with this. You do not, as a democracy, you do not want to be trying a former president because it can easily look as though it is a witch hunt. Right. And I know in my heart, the DOJ was like, I I hope we just like go in there, do the raid, come out, get our information and go. Because the reason why I say this is because it was Trump who told people that a raid had happened. 
Right. It's the DOJ also- never announced that they were doing yeah. a raid. And then yeah. they had to respond. I'm sure they were ready for either scenario, but I know the, the best choice for them would have been, we get the document and it's done. And then right. there's no conversation that needs to be had. And then he announced it. And then Mayor Garland had to go on TV and say, yes, we did it. This is why we do it. Yeah. Listing out information. Yeah. Do you think they even want to have to post pictures of top secret information? I'm like, just going to say just that. picture alone is like, that is just opening us up to something. No, that that alone to me is so scary. And the idea that like, even now, right? Like yeah. the fact that I know that they are all literally sitting over there with their buttholes clenched. Yeah. Right. Because you don't know what Trump is going to say. For all you know, yeah. Trump could go on live on Truth Social tonight and start reading all the documents. Like you don't. Yeah. He has copies of them on his phone, and he's just going to start reading it off. He could like do he's so. He he could travel and do an auction. You, like he's so unstable, and then you got people still defending him. People talking about he declassified those documents. Even if I were to give you that, which is not true, like that's not how you would store that, them. There's literally that is protocol. not how you store them. There is he's protocol a, for a reason, like information, bro. And, like they and, and this, by the way, the FBI came in and just opened up a carton, and there it was. Right. Like it right. wasn't even like in a locker. They just came in, opened up a carton, and and this is why, like, and this is another thing I'm noticing people are saying is. I mean, it is protected. It's Secret Service agents there. One thing people do not understand, like, I was obsessed with espionage as a kid, and the, the one thing <laughs> intelligence kind of works is that, like, the least people who have access to information, the more secure the information are. And the people who are often the most likely to become moles or counterintelligence agencies are people like Secret Service agents. Right, that's why you can't have any debt, right? Like they they try to have people who you're not anything that can compromise you, right? And There's a reason why you can't get a certain top tier. Like, had Trump not been president, right? Yeah, Trump's debt would never have qualified him for even any like any of the like lower level yeah. DC jobs. Yeah, because he you can't have, have debt because they don't want you to be someone who someone else can influence you in some way, right. and then you can be purviewed information. Like, I'm sure they're the classification between the Secret Service, where I'm sure some of those Secret Service agents weren't even allowed to be in the room with that fucking classified information. For sure, for sure. Right? Because, like, they're not there for that, and they don't want information they sh- they could potentially get their hands on. A spy could have easily gotten to that. And this is another thing Americans don't consider enough, is that, like, we have spies in other countries. We have spies all over. You don't think countries have spies here? I'm also just you like... You don't think Canada has spies here? You don't think other countries have spies here who, who may have known that there was information in there, broke in and got it? And you don't think you don't think 007 could have done that? And I guess it's because, like, spy to people, they see it as, like, a Hollywood thing. And they're like, no, like, this is a real thing. Countries no, like, what is the CIA? Agencies. No, what is the CIA? You know what it I mean? Like, an, essentially, they're spies, right? Like, that is a job other countries have the same thing they send them here you people think even that, like, the all, poorest of countries have an intelligence agency every right. country has an intelligence agency Girl, let me tell you right now i got jammed up in the airport in nigeria by their nigeria's like, intelligence <laughs> agency a joke but that's a story for another day um but yeah like this idea that like people think all the russian spies like they left in the 80s, yeah, like, like, all right, like, we're done. Here, <laughs> and I'm we're like, that is, that's why that, him having that information is so dangerous because anyone could just broke into it. Yeah, it's 
yeah, they're secret service agents, but like for professional spies, they can maybe able to get past it. Maybe, maybe not. Do we do we want that to happen? Potentially right. happen? It's also Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Right? Where there is hosting like Ramona Singer, bro, from Real yeah. Housewives of Beverly Hills be there. Right? Like it's right? it's not a place that where it's t- and let's be honest, like we all slack a little at our jobs, right? I get that yeah. there's secret service there, but like let's be realistic, right? Like they're protecting an ex-president, right? They're not um, they're not sharp. They probably did not know classified you, information you was get there, the, so- right. You get the B team, you get the B team, yeah. right? Like ex-president. He's not he's not really in danger, right? You know what I mean? Right. Like he's not Biden. They're not that sharp. Right. He's at Mar Lago, he's partying. They're sending the fat boys that are on their way to retire. Like, you know, like it, oh my god, that it, was fat phobic. I shouldn't have said the fat boys. I'm sorry. <laughs> they close to retirement though, but like, and those are people who are easily compromisable. Like, it yeah. is such a security issue, and I don't think people understand it. You even have people saying, "Well, we'll show us the documents, girl." That that is no. Also, also, I am very, very, very sure that Trump is a type of person that's like very down to share his coke. You get me? Like, I'm sure that it's like they're partying in Mar-a-Lago. They've got all their little, bo- and you know, Trump's He'll be like, you, you want to see? Yeah. Uh, a pretty girl rubs his back and he's like, you want to <laughs> see something cool? And like, you know, that's it. Like, you want to see something cool? I I know where the Russian spies are. I can tell you where our spies are in Russia. Let me show you. You know he's that. Like, yeah, we got spies in Moscow. You don't believe me? <laughs> Let me show you something. Right. Then get, gave a whole spot spy the information because she's pretty with nice boobs because you know if i'm rushing that's who i'm sending <laughs> like, <Hell yeah>. oh <laughs> like uh, you know that's who I'm sending. it's all a like, fat booty waiter like <laughs> straight up like the easiest way she's showing up with some mcdonald's for him like i heard you, you like, like fries that's an easy one like, <laughs> but okay that's a whole nother thing I do want to get on these other topics, but Serena about to play. So I do want to get on these other topics first okay. before we go. So, you know, I'm always talking about climate change. Mm-hmm. It's again, it's getting worse, y'all. It's the pressure is it's getting, getting worse and worse. Like Pakistan is going through crazy flooding. What what while China is going through crazy droughts and heat waves. Right. Right. Like they, they discovered a cave, an old Buddha cave. That had been underwater is over 600 years old. Had never seen it because the water was never so low. So I'm at the point where I just I'm at the point I've decided to just start racking up debt. Huh? I'm I'm at the point where I've decided to just start racking up debt. It it becomes very hard to plan for the future when the future becomes like it looks so uncertain right now. Right. I'm I'm like, like This is giving it's a wrap on this earth. Shit. <laughs> it's giving it's a wrap. I'm just saying, if it's a wrap, please let the aliens come first. I just want to have that in my heart of heart settle. And I'm like, okay, there exists, and then y'all can take us out. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, for me, I'm like, the earth cannot get vaporized before I know exactly what happened to John Bonet Ramsey. <laughs> I cannot. That's the first thing we ask in the aliens. They're like, we can answer one question. What happened to John Bonet Ramsey? Was it the mom? Was it the brother who did the shit? Why did they kill we that need- four-year-old? Like, come on. Why did they kill that little girl? We need the we need the answers, bro. But it it is it is getting very scary. And I'm just I'm getting so concerned. 
Um, countries, I mean, state. There, we have states right now that are fighting over water. A lot of people have not been talking about this. Right. Like, um, I believe it's the Salt Lake. Salt Lake is running out of water. They use, I think, another lake right now, California, Nevada. Um, I think a, a few other states share from this lake, but this lake is running out of water. And right now they're in like good agreements, but they're, the agreements are getting kind of tense because they are really running out of water and they had to create a utilization like agreement of like how much water they're all going to reduce. And the numbers are big. And the, the problem is the states have already been doing a lot. Nevada, I learned, is almost entirely on recycled water, which for yeah. those who don't know means like the water that people are flushing down their toilets is getting treated and then it's going back to their drinking water because they have to shit, they have to, you know, re- reserve so much water. Like they're at the point where I was reading something about where um, we are now at the point where they are researching and getting ready to um, change the standard for what mm. the quality of water. Oh my goodness. Be, which is like, I mean, Flint, where everyone's gonna have Flint water. Like, if if you need, if you want to scare yourself about water, there's an episode, there's a doc, little docu series called uh, Explained on Netflix. The first episode was on water, and when I tell you, it like, there are very few times I learn a statistic, and I'm like, oh my god, how did I not know this? Like, this is terrifying. Like, we've been taught that like what 70 percent of the of the planet is water. Like, mm-hmm. so like you know, I'm thinking seventy well, percent of the planet is water. Only like three percent of it is drinkable. Right. Like most of it is salt water. <laughs> right. So I know this because it's like, and this is one of the like benefits that I'm so happy and I need to try to like do it for my daughter is that I grew up like going back to my parents' village all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. So I got to see like the, how life changing water mm-hmm. is. Right. So we have like a stream that is drinking water and then the stream that is for like laundry and like, you know, bathing water. Mm-hmm. right and like the drinking water stream was like far and you're carrying the buckets on your head and i grew up like being yeah. doing that with my cousins right like you go yeah. to visit you're six you're carrying the buckets on your head and everyone's laughing at me because i can't carry the bucket but like i'm 15 yeah. and i can't carry a bucket but like the nine-year-olds are doing it yeah and then when they got like my dad dug a bowl hole for them so then they had like mm-hmm. clean drinking water that was like close mm-hmm. like literally right in my like village area so like all you have to do is go to the tap and get it and the way that that is like so life-changing yeah you know like it is like i see it and i'm like no no no, guys like if you don't have water like it's bad right when when it doesn't rain it's the first time my dad is deeply christian Mm -hmm. and my dad has a farm in the village and like when there was a time we didn't have rain during like 2006 we didn't rain for like three months where my dad called rain men to pray for rain like where i'm like okay so my dad went like past christian and now he's going into like he said obviously that ain't working so i gotta dig into something else (laughs) he's going into native things and like that will tell you how important like dire this water shit is that people are not taking seriously um so you know so heat waves which are crazy which are going to become more common to the fact that what one thing um, a group of meteorologists are trying to do is like name and categorize heat waves like we do hurricanes because they think like we are very detached from heat waves because yeah. we don't have a name oh yeah that makes Whereas, sense like, he was like they was like think about like go to a floridian and ask them about hurricane andrew and you'll immediately get a recoil yeah because anyone who was alive during time knew that was a terrible hurricane or you say the name katrina like oh this hurricane's gonna be worse than katrina everyone knows like okay we got right. oh my god i hadn't heat heard waves, that because- heat waves don't have that 
But so remember are being disconnected from them. The last one in Europe where like 1,500 people died in one day. That is way more devastating than any of the hurricanes that we saw. The Andrew did not kill 1,500 yeah. people. And, and, and right? the and, one guy was saying, he was like, heat waves, they're hard for people to understand, but heat waves are often the worst catastrophe you can go through is extreme. Because people are just dying left and right. It's also people start doing things that they think make sense, but don't make any sense. So they make it worse. Like people will immediately run to water and then you end up dying. Of, they were like, you can freeze to death yeah. in the water right. in a heat wave. Because right. you, the water's so cold, it's shocking your system. Yeah, you're not even supposed to drink water fast, I think yeah. I've read or something. Or super cold water but can see, be bad. For but you. see, that's like nothing we've been prepared for, right? Because and it's like, not- we don't. We have yeah. hurricane prep. That's such a good point, right? Because I think about when we had that thing, I had just moved to Texas when we had the freeze here, yeah. right? And already when we talk about like, oh, like, here's a good point. Me and you, we talk about all the time how we're about to, like the climate refugees. We're going to have them within our own yeah. country. And it's gonna, that's going to be the real crisis is mm-hmm. Texas. I'm like, every time there's a heat wave, first off, uh, so Texas works on its own grid, yeah. right? And Texas runs their um, electric grid on a profit, and it's not weatherized. So extreme cold, extreme heat, it will go out, right? Like, in, and we've had a bunch of heat waves, so lots of blackouts. Like, came back from Mexico, most of my shit was spoiled, and I didn't know. I was like, what's going on here? And I forgot. I didn't realize while I was in Mexico, there was a really bad heat wave, and we just didn't have power for a while, right? And I'm like, it's only getting worse. What happens when it's like everyone from Texas is like, okay, we can't do this. Texas is a huge state. And they really leave. Right? And they can't really fix it without us being without power for all that time. So it's kind of just like, this is yeah. how it is, right? And the money that they make from it, it's baked into the revenue. It's just like, it's not changing, right? So like, it will eventually, if it gets too hot, like, everyone's going to leave Texas. Where are we going? <laughs> it's a huge state. Yeah. The way, I mean, Louis, way, maybe like half the black people you meet in Houston are from Louisiana. Yeah. I didn't realize, like, I'm able to see the impacts of Katrina now that I live in Houston. I'm like, oh, like, these are all people that just like lost everything and came to restart, yeah. right? Like, my cousin, um, <laughs> they dress crazy out here in Houston. I'll just say it. Okay. Like, they look. They look wild. And I was in a concert and I was just like, looking at people like, what are they wearing? Like, how do people dress like this to my cousin? And she's like, oh, those are some Louisiana people, right? Like, where even there's the... Okay, right. Not the classism within, within the Black community. Right? No, but... I'm like, is that the new colorism? It's like, look at that climate refugee over there. But um, something I wanted to say about China that I thought was so interesting, and it's, it's crazy because you know I read some sci-fi and when sci-fi start to be a reality, it gets scary. So China's having terrible. Um, yeah, I tried to read Parable of the Sower and it was giving me anxiety. What? Parable of the Sower. Oh, no, I'm reading the other. That one was scary, but I'm reading another one. No, I'm saying and, I started trying to read it. It's giving me anxiety. It gave yeah, me anxiety too- the first time, but my book club now is reading it. And I'm oh, like, I can't do this. I it's can't getting do It's getting too scary. Yeah. So one of the things that China is doing, which the right has, the, the black right has gotten to, is China is shooting up, um, I forget what they call iodized. Anyways, it's cloud seeding. Okay. They've gotten to the point where they're trying to seed the clouds to make the clouds rain. Okay. Which you know, you know, the, the black the whole, the whole, tips the whole are... tips, 
keep thinking it's a conspiracy that is not a conspiracy because they're telling you that they're doing it and they've been telling you that they're, they're trying to do it because it's important you are seeing it now where they're trying to see but the problem is and this becomes a thing in the yeah, in like the I, like you'll see a tiktok like just so the people here like there's a very much a subset of black the black community i don't know maybe white people too yeah. but i'll speak to the community i know that are very much like oh you see it they controlling the weather right it's very mm-hmm. much feeding into like this conspiracy like there's an intersection with Q there and that the government yeah. is controlling the weather, right? As a means to and control us. And it's like, yeah, they are controlling the weather. It's not a, they're trying to control to the weather. Control it's not the a weather. secret. Exactly. It's not a secret. <laughs> they, they're doing it for reasons that you should want. Like in a situation of drought, if you can potentially make it rain, it could literally save people's lives. It's not a conspiracy. We should try to do that. Then right. people start talking about, we're playing God. Yeah, that's what science allows us to do. It's not playing God, but science allows us to control our environments, how you sit in the house every damn day. Right. But okay. Um, the it's also, people draw very weird lines at where science is going too far that I never understood. That I never understood. Like, we need to see how God made us. God did not put us in houses. We was outside and they, so y'all want to move out into the house? There was no AC. Oh, like, y'all don't want to do that? We didn't have tools when we were born. Like, Anyways, where y'all would like first line off, on like Viagra to me is a wild invention. Yeah, right. Because when you think about the fact that like there's so many um disease things that could be cured, the fact that like getting niggas dicks hard, like sorry, men's dicks yeah. hard, was a priority. <laughs> we needed to get that drug to market immediately, right? Yeah. And it's the same type of people who are so anti-science, right? But they will pop that Viagra, or or this anti-science pro-nutrition organic movement like the super healthy green vegan um pro-black movement that is anti-science but also pro-science which i've never understood right 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 like, right, right. Like, but the science you're quoting no, that, that so, berries have all the vitamins is science so which science is real and which science is not <laughs> so so me and i have been making jokes about calling it like i was talking, i was like it's called the like fuck chemistry but uh biology like you get me like it's real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but yeah china's seeding clouds to try to make them rain and in the book that i'm reading i don't know if it's the same technique but it becomes an issue because one of the climate agreements is that countries won't do it because it's not good for the environment like it gives short-term gains but there's long-term consequences i don't know if that's the case in real life but i will say we are getting to a point where it is getting serious and countries are taking this seriously and the the situation in jackson where where it's an 80, 90% black city in Mississippi in the world's richest country in the world does not have drinking water in part because of a flood that fucked up their, one of the reasons, their system was already really bad and disinvested, yeah. but the, the, the kind of the straw that broke the camel's back was they had very bad floods and flood water is very dirty water, but it got into their reservoirs and the cleaning system because of the flood water essentially became overran. So it took the water longer to go through the filtration system because the water was dirty because the water was contaminated with flood water. And I, and I want to emphasize this. This is the ways in which environmental racism is going to really impact Mm -hmm. black people. And sometimes I do not see the alarm of our black community regarding it. I'm going to show you, and I'm telling you, I work in real estate. It is already a consideration in Miami right now, Miami, Florida, one of the most expensive places to buy land right now is Little Haiti. 
Little Haiti is, as the name suggests, a predominantly black neighborhood yeah. in Miami where essentially Haitians were kind of forced to live at right. because of how bad Miami politicians were treating Haitians. They live in one of the poorest areas, not all Haitians, but like that area is one of the poorest yeah. areas in the city. And the reason why it is becoming so expensive to buy land there is because Little Haiti is located on some of the highest elevated land yeah. in Miami yeah. and developers are already making decisions like okay well we're going to put rich people there mm-hmm. that's what they're thinking we're going to build homes so rich people will be there so that when the floods and stuff happen yep. they can leave the areas closest to the beach and live in what essentially would be the new beach and everyone else will live in the other areas and it'll flood and that is how environmental racism and classism is already getting its footsteps and already you're already showing it because those with the most wealth and class and power will do anything they can to yield resources so that they are unaffected. And they are so, so far ahead of us, right? Because they have the time and energy to put into it, right? Like the people who are living in Little Haiti 20 years, they're not worried about what's going on, right? Like these people are already planning. It's the same way right now. I'm in my head. I'm like, you know what? I need to get my body right. Cause I need to maybe get some surgery so I can make sure that when the rich people are going to Mars, I can hit your ride and somebody's um <laughs> boo. You know what I mean? Me and Camp C can be safe. Uh I love my husband, but sorry to that man. I gotta protect our child. <laughs> we we going to whatever planet the rich people are going to. <laughs> oh. And, and and to bring it back full circle, sorry, because this is a very weird <laughs> random thing that I was reading about. Include research. Did you know we're we're starting to try to mine the moon? Okay, so I have heard about this. Let me let me say for another topic. We're gonna have to talk about because 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 I it, saw it, a TikTok that they were saying, you know, that we never went to the moon is like a, a big conspiracy yeah. on the side. So like, I I did see it and I saw the TikToks talking about it yeah. not being true, but we have to save that. But I do I have to wrap up with what has been weighing on my heart real quick is truly reality TV right now is having like the craziest racist moments oh wow really big brother um do you watch big brother at all i have not so premise of the show it's a competition reality show it's on cbs fuck cbs like you are so racist like i get that cbs is their fan their um audience is majority white you know how they did janet at this we know cbs is racist right Mm -hmm. But so last season, there was like a historic season where Big Brother had its first black winner. Okay. And because it, all the black people formed the cookout alliance. Okay. Right? And they pretty much all sacrificed their own personal game to make sure that they went all to the end with each other mm. to make sure that there, had, there was no doubt that there would definitely be a black winner. Right? Because there had never okay. been one. Right? There also is because of, you know, the protests of 2020, CBS had an, an initiative where they started making, I think, the initiative was that 60% of their, the cast needs to be black, well, per people of color, yeah, more gay, right? Like you have to be part of a marginalized community or, you know, which, so that was the first time in history there have been enough black people in the house to do that. Yeah. Right? Like, you get a cast and it's one or two Black people, period. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they're like, let's take advantage of this. We're the first. And they made the point to say on the show, like, part of the lesson in teaching was like, this will never be able to happen again. Right? Like, 
this many black people. Yeah. They're probably never gonna cast this much again, for one. Yeah. Two, like we we guarantee a black winner, we form an all-black alliance, we guarantee a black winner, and then that's it. We've gotten a black winner, and like obviously every other season, people will be like looking out for black people. You know what I mean? It's not gonna be yeah. a thing that happens. Also, no one's gonna all sacrifice their game to make sure that yeah. you know. So this season, there's a, a white boy in the house. He's ex-Mormon, okay. right? Which I already get pissed that like we give Mormon, like this is kind of a trope already on TV is like Mormons coming onto TV shows to learn how to be like fit into society and they meet their first black person and like, you know, but that's like what the real world is for. Yeah. You know, like exposure. You don't come on a competition reality show to learn about the world. Yeah. Right, where you're in power and then your your biases are you're not learning anything. So he had like the best his alliance, like the person he was working with was a black guy. They eventually like they were like this, super close. Sorry, I was gesturing. Um they're working together, and then he just starts getting paranoid. And he's like, you know, you look at all the people in this house, and like Joseph was talking about being Muslim and how he wants to represent Muslim as well. And Indy was talking about being the first. Brazilian, right? Indy is a whole ass white woman, by the way. She's Brazilian, but she's white. <laughs> and he's like, it looks very similar to the cookout. You know, you have Monty. And... So he just grouped up all the minorities and said they were working together. Mind you, like, it had been Black people on the block after, like, every... Yeah. They it very clearly were not working together. There was no way that you could see it because the only defining character... Like, they were never on the same side of the vote. They were just... Yeah. But CBS, like, he's been saying all this racist stuff in the house. Like, he, he, he's created a silent majority mm-hmm. alliance, which wow. is so on the nose. On the nose. Of white people running around, like, and, you know, so Big Brother's a show where they have live feeds. So you're able to watch all the oh. time for the most time, most part, right? And then you have the edited show that goes on CBS. Mm-hmm. And very often, like, the CBS show is like, you know, they're trying to create a, a narrative. It is very different than what is happening online. Yeah. And it's expected. It's hard to create, you know, it's a show that comes out yeah. three days a week. Like they can't put everything yeah. in it, right? But the way that they chose to handle this particular thing was so fucking awful. Right. Mm. Is first off, they try they gave him a redemption arc. Right. They omitted all the times in the house. Like, so he gets called out, right? There's two white people who he had brought into this white alliance and he told it to them, right? And they were like, oh no, I'm not with this, you know, like, but it does help their game. Yeah. Right? So there is an explicit conversation where one of the girls does have a conversation with him where she's like, "Um, do you know what this looks like? You're proposing that all the white people in the house gang up on the people of color and I can't be a part of that. That looks crazy. And I'm not sure if you realize what you're, yeah. but so she did say it. And then he said, like, he acknowledges it in the conversation on the live feeds. The show edits it to be that he had no idea he was making it a race thing. Mm. And then they, they edit it into a package where all the black people are being so forgiving of him. Mm. And it was scrapful because it's like you see like Monty, the, the black guy who was working the closest with him, who's like, you know, a regular black guy on TV crying, yeah. sobbing. Right? Like, because it's like this is the person I was working closest with in yeah. the game. 
and he was trying to target me because of my race like i thought like it made no sense you know like and the way the show made it was like they only use the conversations where people are being nice to him they did use some of the pushback but they didn't give all yeah. of it right like yeah they cut out speeches where people were like, you know, I didn't, you didn't, we're giving you the grace that you didn't give us. Basically, he wanted to self-evict. And then um, they just like all voted him out, but made it like he became the hero of the, the edit. And they left out all the times he admitted that it was about race and made the narrative that he did not know because he's a, he's a Mormon boy. He's never been to a bar. So he didn't he didn't know that that was it was he was making it about race, even though he said it was about race, like the way the show edited it was so irresponsible. It, it just then they added stuff from earlier that he's like he's that Taylor said later on, which is he had already started the white alliance. Mm -hmm. And then Taylor, when she became HOH, she said she didn't want to nominate a black woman. Mm. Another black woman. And they use that on the show as justification to give credence to him being like, well, Jazz, like Taylor yeah. said this. But he had started the White Alliance earlier. Already, yeah. Like, it was just so irresponsible. It was so upsetting, especially because I didn't expect much from them. But they made him the hero in this way that is so disgusting. And I already know that he's probably going to be interviewed by Tucker Carlson tomorrow. Like, uh, and yeah. the own network is going to give him a show. You know, he came out, he was like, I didn't know it was about race, but we saw on the live feeds, like, he was sick. He knew. He was being racist all the time. Everything was, look at them ganging up, to, and they're like, what? <laughs> There's not even enough Black people in the house to be in an alliance. Yeah. It made me furious. Yeah. Well, I think we covered a lot today. Yeah, we did. Um, hope you all enjoyed the show. If so, you know, give us a rating, give us a review, share us with a friend. Yes, we need uh, reviews. Five stars only. Again, if you're not ready to give us five stars, let us earn it. But five stars only. <laughs> All right, bye, friend. Bye. Let me know how Serena does. I'll see the clips online, I'm sure. All right, I'm going to watch her now. She's already playing. <laughs>